This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Welcome to episode 108 of the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast, the podcast for those that love good whiskey in the great outdoors. As always, we're your host. I'm Gus. I'm Matt. With Whitetail season winding down, for most of us, you might be wondering, what can I do the next, uh, you know, till the next season comes around? Well, we've got some answers for you, as well as some insight into some culinary collaborations we're working on and exciting details about this year's Southeastern Wildlife Expo. So stay tuned to this week's episode. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. As always, you can use a code podcast. Save 20% on everything in our store. We got some hoodies up there now. Whoop, whoop. Hoodies are back in stock. Uh, you, while you're there, you can also subscribe to our mailing list from our website. And if you like Discord, we have a open space on our Discord server now where anyone can join. And then uh, if you like what's going on in there, you can hop on over to our Patreon. For as little as? I don't remember. $5? $5 a month, I think. Yeah. You get full access to the Discord server as well as a number of other perks and benefits depending on the tier you join. In fact, we are doing one-year anniversary plaques, and they have they are over here in the corner. I'm going to ship them out this week. Whoop, whoop. So, patrons, you can look forward to seeing that soon. Indeed. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> how, uh, how chilly was it this morning? Did a little duck hunt? wasn't bad. Uh, I wore... Um, you know, my waders are super thick, so I, you know, <laughs> 60 degrees in South Carolina is not that cold, but I wore um, shorts and a t-shirt under it. Yeah. And trunched out there, and I, I couldn't drive to where I normally drive. There's a tree down, so we had to walk. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody's been back there in quite some time. It was so thick, and the briars are unbelievable. Yeah. We got tore up. On that on that property for that club, duck hunting is kind of a uh, after deer season like yeah. four week thing, and not a lot of attention gets paid to it. So yeah. we're gonna need to take an off season sometime when everyone's prepping for deer season, and keep in mind, yeah, this time and, and go cut some stuff back there um, because you can we can sit in the flooded timber around there. But mm-hmm. They don't they don't always. We remember how it used to be uh, basically a road. Yeah, yeah that yeah. went back until it ended. Yep. Now. I guess just a sediment 
flowing through there, sure. it, it's expanded. It's quite wide. And oh, okay. I remember how deep it used to be. It's not anymore. It's, really? it's kind of starting to fill in. Hmm. So that'll one day be uh, dry ground, I guess. But it's um, interesting. It's 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 an active. I mean, it's the active start of, yeah. of a particular river. I don't right. give specific locations yeah, away, yeah, I yeah. guess. But it, it, so it's um, because it's marshy and um, it's been it's been clear cut back in some of that area. Yeah. It, it does weird things uh, does. Over, over the years. There've been spots back there that are completely dry and you could just walk and hop from log to log. And then two years later you're walking knee or thigh deep in water mm-hmm. trying not to die. Yeah. It's, it's I had legit, still sketchy. Walking a legit there. fear of like breaking a leg and falling and not being yep. able to keep my head above water by myself out there. So I don't hunt duck hunt out in that part by myself. Yeah. Ever. No, it's uh, <laughs> I don't think I would either, but it was good. It's uh we sat there until the sun came up and, uh, shooting whatever time shooting light was <clears throat> or shooting time was um, like a minute before I used our wood duck call, which we've been told over and over again, you can't call wood ducks. And, and uh, I tell you what, they responded as soon as I blew. Yeah, I'm not good at it, but I, I'm pretty good at it now because I, I not for hearing them and then duplicating the sound. Yeah. So the cadence was I was a little slow in the beginning, but they still responded and you could hear them. Ones that had already hadn't flown, you know, yeah, they were yeah, in yeah. the woods. You right. could hear them kind of, they'd respond. But as they'd come in, like, I could blow that, and you would see them turn left, turn right, come towards yeah. where they heard the blow. Yeah. It's got to, you have to, wood ducks are real. So in, in most cases, depending on if you're hunting in the right location, you can just set up in the right spot. Yeah. And wood ducks just come, just kind of yeah. come to that area. Um, a lot of people make the mistake of, at the wrong time, blowing the, the call, the, the little, like, two-tone whistle they do mm-hmm. when they're flying but that's what they do when they fly so if they yep. hear that they're just like yeah other people are flying mm-hmm. it's that little whistle that little squeal yep. that they do Swear yeah it's, it's that when they're when they're you know puddling around and 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 enjoying themselves um but with that being said if they're still roosted and you do that flying call that can call them out of the woods into mm-hmm. the open space when you can get a shot so it really just depends on your situation but you can absolutely call wood ducks you just have to you have to time and know the time it and know the, the situation properly. Yeah, and well, our bourbon barrel made wood duck calls are excellent for that. So yeah, go to whiskeywhitetails.com and save twenty percent using code that's podcast. Right. And that's the only duck call we have in stock right now. <laughs> I think we have two left, unless there's some of that. Well, we have a few in the crate. There's a handful yeah, in yeah, the yeah, crate, yeah. but yeah. But uh, yeah, so I dropped one, and uh, we had a gun mount function. Oh. Um, it uh, it didn't take three and a half shells, so he he. I thought they everybody because I brought three and a half shells, and then I had a box of three inch, but he had already loaded one. And it, it, we couldn't get it out while we were out in the woods. So, so he had a single shot, which must have been fun. Yeah, but um, and then they they got one, and that one mine. You know when you know you shoot ducks and it's like you can tell they're dead. It mm-hmm. just, and so it, he was lifeless coming to the ground, and then theirs I saw it land. I was like, shoot it again. And they couldn't get over there in time. So I went looking for mine, and I found one swimming around, which I'm assuming is theirs. Ah, and gotcha. so that's the one I pulled out. But I didn't ever find the other one. But it's so thick in there. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is, I mean, not for trying. I was soaking wet with sure. sweat. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's frustrating when, you know, you know you know you had a solid shot, but then you can't recover it. Yeah. That's sometimes that's that's the way it goes with duck hunting. You can, like, do you remember when we hunted in uh, the uh, Pamlico Sound? Mm-hmm. And it was just that wide open. Like, there's times where literally it was yeah. miles maybe between we couldn't the, that, see that the one land. in the middle of the water. Yeah, we couldn't, couldn't see, see the land. land. And so, like, it's it's wide open, but it's shallow, Yeah, it's, which is which is really weird. Um, not uncommon in intercoastal and, and harbors. But 
the wind was so high, you could shoot a duck and, and clearly see it 20 feet and 20 yeah. yards in front of you. But by the time you got out of the blind and climbed down there, the waves would carry it mm-hmm. and it was out of sight. You couldn't even see it anymore. Remember that, uh, pelican that came flapping by or yep. uh, floating by somebody had shot a pelican what an idiot yeah i don't know how you mistake <laughs> how do you mistake a pelican there's for a some duck? birds that can be mistaken for for ducks uh but a pelican's not one of them we've mistaken a bird for a duck before <laughs> but a pelican no, a pelican no they don't even flap man that's why i told them i was like do you know what a duck looks like when it flies and they were like uh yeah it's like they flap their wings really fast. So if they're not flapping their wings really fast and they're not duck sized, they're usually in don't pull the trigger in at least pairs, yeah, groups, and yeah. they and yeah, and they make a four to six usually. Yeah, they make a little whistle when they yep. it's it's pretty woody 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 woody. woody. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great tip to give people. It's yeah. what they sound like when that's they what fly. They sound like. That's funny. That's good. I need to get out there. I, I I didn't. I forgot how much fun it was. It is fun. It's uh it's twenty minutes, but it's so much fun. Or either I need to get out there more, or maybe find another place that's that's easily more easily accessible. One of the guys knows the guy that runs that Shiner Club. Really, he said he could probably get us in there because you know every time we the drove, big one out by those lakes. Yeah, yeah. When I drove through there, there was ducks everywhere in there. Oh, I bet. There. It's like, of course they are. I see people fishing sometimes out there. I I've uh, illegally fished there before. Oh yeah, on purpose or just weren't wasn't aware of what you were doing. Oh, I knew it was illegal. <laughs> you rebel. <laughs> I used to. <laughs> I wasn't always a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, well, my, my glass is empty. Let's yeah, let's do, do something. A little something. You got a sip for us? Let's do the sip. So this is Jeff Cunningham sending a Jack Daniel singer bell rye. I can't. It's scrubbed off. Something pick. So it's just. Just the sip. Just sip. If you're new here. We just take a sip, and then we tell you what we think about it. So that's all you get is a sip. Then we're going to finish drinking it without talking about it. On the nose. Oh, man. What do you get right off the bat? Wow. Tell me. It's uh, almost apple like sweet apple. Like I get, like if someone fresh cut bananas and green apples. Green apples for sure. Yeah. It smells really good. Very, oh, I do get very bananas. Fruity, very fruity. Yeah, I do get bananas now. That was the first thing I got. And then when you said apples, I was like, yeah, I can get that too. Because apples give me this weird burn in the top of my nose. Oh, yeah? Like, I'll feel that burn before I smell the apple. Interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah, I didn't really get the banana, but now. Now I'm getting, as it's kind of opened up and aired out a little bit. um, Is that what it does? Banana, little Laffy Taffy, banana Laffy Taffy. Girl, say die Laffy Taffy. Yeah. I don't have it. I do have a great song, though, for us to listen to. (laughs) I can't. Very similar to that one. I can't wait. I haven't listened to it with the words, but I don't remember it having any cursing. It is a hip hop song. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I really hope you haven't heard it yet. It's there's a good chance that I have. Given, I know. Given my, I'm gonna uh, once we do this, I'll ask. All right, let's all take right. a sip. Mm. Jack Daniel's rye. Huh? It uh, it has a spice like a rye. Obviously, I don't get, I don't get as pronounced of. I don't get the same pronounced flavors on my palate as I do on the nose. Yeah, like I don't like I expected some of those some of those notes, and they don't carry over at all. For the me, banana's anyways. almost gone now on the nose. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it is good. It's definitely it drinks like a rye. It's not really hot. I don't know what the proof is. Again, when you send these in, it, the more information, the better. We're appreciative either way, but it just helps us. We can talk about to it talk more. about it more yeah. and and and. Be a little bit more informed about what we're saying. 
Yeah. Cool. So. That was. Just this year. Yeah. All right. So Afro Man. (laughs) Have you seen it yet? Seen what? I guess not. Okay, good. Perfect. Has something happened to him or involving him? Afro Man was raided by the feds. (sighs) Great. And for uh, suspicion of. Uh, child trafficking. Jesus. Right? <clears throat> Which she didn't do. You know? Um, they, never, so, they never do. Right. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not his lawyer. I don't, I don't know. But the fact that he would come out with this rap song <laughs> makes me believe that he didn't do anything. But, of course, he has surveillance cameras around his entire house. Mm-hmm. So he took the footage of the feds busting into his house and raiding his shit, and then made a rap song out of it. So he made that the video? Yeah. That's that's pretty funny. So we're, we're this audio only today, but if you want to go watch the video, it's pretty funny, but it, it's six minutes. I, don't, I mean, if you're enjoying it, we'll keep going, but we'll at least give it a good listen. I think I'm more interested in the video than I am the... Yeah. <laughs> the song's called... Will you help me repair my door? <laughs> so they're like, they're like, they're using flashlights on their weapons and looking behind the couch right now. And then they're outside like, we don't know what's going on. Will you help me repair my gate? So they got him breaking the, breaking his gate, coming Will into his you property. help me repair? <laughs> And then they kick the door down. <laughs> Did you find what you was looking for? Will you help That's a great clip. Yeah. Wait wait till they start going through his shit. <laughs> Would you like a slice of lemon pound? It's a big fat cop walking through his kitchen. God, you guys have got to watch this video. But it's got a lemon pound cake. See him like, like staring at it. He's like, yeah, I'm a I got the kitchen unlocked, gentlemen. Holy cow. The warrant said narcotics and kidnapping. The warrant said narcotics and kidnapping. I like how shitty the video is. Are you kidding? I make my money rapping. <laughs> Why does the warrant say narcotics? Well, I know narcotics, but why kidnapping? <laughs> Let me ask you something, officer. Any kidnapping victims inside my suit pockets? They're going through his suit pockets Are in the video. Any kidnapping victims inside my suit pockets? Holy shit. Yeah. You crooked cops need to stop it. There are no kidnapping victims <laughs> in my <laughs> suit pockets. Jesus, man. Let me ask you another question. Is there a thousand pounds of weed in my suit pockets? <laughs> is there a thousand pounds of weed? Yeah. There's not a million. What's messed up is that, like, any kidnapping victims inside my CD? Who's still has CDs? Going through his CD cases. That's any funny. kidnapping victims inside my CDs? It's so, it's so funny. It's like. Sheriff. 
He's sick. Why are you stealing my money? They're taking money out of duffel bags and putting it in their pockets. Why are, <laughs> are you they? Stealing yeah. He put money. it right there in his pocket. <laughs> you represent the law and it's funny. You're stealing my legal work hard every day. Damn. Pay taxes money. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The sheriff disconnected my cameras. <laughs> they have him on video disconnecting his the cameras. It just goes on and on and on. We don't listen to the whole thing, but uh, it's quite entertaining if that you're bored. That is entertaining. Now, for the record, we're not making light of human trafficking or kidnapping by any means. No, but, but clearly, the video is funny. Yeah. And, and clearly, as we kind of, it kind of seems to be a, a um, pattern. Like, high-profile people are getting arrested and having that word kidnapping or human trafficking yeah. attached to them. Um, I don't know how, how much merit there is to it, but I'm it's, sure it's happening somewhere somehow. Oh, I'm sure it is. But is Afro man kidnapping people? I don't know. Here's I, the I thing. Like it. I, I just, he's too high <clears throat> to care about that. <laughs> I was going to say, we're talking about Afro man, right? Yeah. Of uh, like Colt 45 and a pack of zigzags. Like he's not kidding. Afro man's not in Wu-Tang Clan, is he? I don't think so. I don't know. He's like Colt sure 45 and two zigzags. Yeah, right. yeah. He made a bunch of songs like that. Yeah. Like the guy, the guy, he raps and he makes plenty of money doing it from royalties. I'm sure, if if not his shows. So. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like any movie that has to do with drugs. Afro Man's song is probably in it. Like, <laughs> just looking over. That's funny. I guess he's still making music. Yeah, I'm who would have known? Because I got high. That's yeah. Afro Man. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Cold Fortified. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's uh. Now, if those cops really were dirty and stealing stuff, I hope they had coming to them. Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good look. It's not. It's funny they were looking in his suit pockets. <laughs> Even if they did find like a, a small bag of drugs, I'm pretty sure yeah. he, he lives somewhere where it's legal. I'm sure. I'm sure a cop can could explain what they're doing. I'm sure they're yeah. looking for evidence. Maybe. To prove fingernail clippings, the the crimes he's being committed. Of. Transformer. Toys. I'm not sure what stuffing money into your uh, your tactical vest has to do with yeah uh, tagging tagging uh, and bagging. I'm not a I'm not a cop by any means or a law enforcement officer, but uh, I did take a, a forensics class in college, and I do understand chain of custody and, and evidence tampering. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on, but I stole a pack of gum from a Seven Eleven once, you and it looked on. just like that. So. I would assume. I would assume you're stealing it. That's my guess. <laughs> All right. What's um? I know I, you've you've been working with. Uh, oh, oh, before we do that. Yep. Speaking of this Jack Daniels that we just had, Chris yep. Fletcher, the master distiller of Jack Daniels, mm-hmm. will be joining us in person on a podcast for no Seawe. Shit. Um, and we have a couple of other guests that Seawe uh, collaboration guests with Seawe. Mm-hmm. One of which I. I'm failing to remember the name of the company right now, but it's a, apparently a big deal. Um, good guys, and they're wanting to put together a veteran hunt. Okay. And so we'll probably film that for them and, yeah. and do all that. But uh, I think we're going to, instead of doing live podcasts there, I think we're going to try and knock them out during the week. Sure. And uh, just have them in here in the studio. Just seems like the best answer. That way everybody's chill. They don't have to get back to their booth. You know, that There's not a lot of distractions. Crunches. It's really yeah. cool having the optic of being For sure. on site and local. But in terms of uh, you know, the end result 
is what represents seaweed. Mm-hmm. And I would I would much rather if 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 we can have a controlled environment where we can put out a better product for the people that want to listen. So right. Whether we set that up here or if if we can set up a have a place set up somewhere close by, whatever's well, we got time to figure it out. But that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it'd be fun. It'd be good to talk to them. We were supposed to do Hidden Barn today, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't. I had a or yesterday, yesterday, and yeah. I couldn't. I had some stuff come up and had to go take care of that. But hopefully, they never responded, so they might be pissed off. But hopefully, uh, that will still happen. Either way, we're gonna drink the whiskey and talk about it. Talk about it. Um, thank you. Now we're drinking some WB Saffle. That was just hiding out in here. We had yeah, no we idea it was, it was here. here. The batch one, wild whiskey, turkey, jank. Whiskey and whitetail's problems. You had a nice bourbon and whiskey just <laughs> sitting around, un- unbeknownst to yourself. It was on the wrong shelf. Uh, yeah, that's true. But, well. It's all good. Um. Let's go ahead and talk about seaweed first. Yeah. Since we're there. Yeah, so seaweed's coming up. It's the... Things start kicking off early in the week, like the 14th or 15th, I think. Um, it runs all through that week and into the weekend. The main event is kind of that uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's when all the big stuff that that seaweed is known for. Yeah. Dock dogs and, and and music at Brittle Bank Park, art and vendors, and birds of prey over at uh, Marion Square. They're bringing dolphins or something this year. No shit, I really? I saw an email. Weird. So, I, yeah. I don't know if they're bringing, like— uh, Alive ones, yeah. But oh, okay, there's okay. like a dolphin expo thing. But Jack Hanna comes every year um, at the theater there and does all kinds of animal expos. Dude, uh, I should have prepared better. They got someone new this year that Andy was really excited about. Oh, really? I didn't look at any of the any of those exhibitors. I yeah. just looked at the big like evening time events and I wrote some of those down. And the reason being is because m- almost all of these are associated with some sort of conservation organization, yeah. Uh, or the funds go towards that. So I thought it was it was important to talk about, but um. If you yeah. don't know about seaweed, it's been happening forever. I have a poster in my living room from 1986 um, with some ducks, and it says the boys, and they're like, it's like four ducks looking at each other all funny. But chilling. Chilling on a log. But we've uh, we've been going to seaweed for quite some time now. As long as I've lived here, yeah. I've, I've gone. Uh, it's a lot of fun. People come from all over the world for this. I mean, it's it's a huge event in Charleston. If like if you yeah. don't have a hotel book now, you're probably not going to get it, but If you if you look at any of your uh you know, if you search, you know, outdoor events to do top 100 this, top whatever. It's number uh, one. <laughs> a South a Seaweed or the Southeastern Wildlife Expo almost always makes that list in in, yeah. in the upper echelon of of that list. And and rightfully so, it takes over, you know, almost the whole city uh, every major yeah. venue is filled with something whether it's an art gala um you know whether it's um the parks or, or the squares or theaters anywhere there's an open space to have entertainment or yeah. or pre- presentations and, sh- and showcase things there's stuff going on you know what's wild to me is like all that stuff think about how many people work there to help move it like there's got to be someone in charge of this someone oh. like john's not doing all of it right of course he's got to have a team of people so there's people that will and john like, we talked to him on his personal cell phone. He's like, hey, here's what I need from you guys. What do you need from me? Yeah. And uh, it's so – you can tell he's in meetings all day long because he's so efficient. We get sure. the conversation done in 10 minutes, and we'll plan, like, an entire thing. But it's pretty cool that we get to go straight to the top. Yeah, it's cool. It's a uh, it's a very unique opportunity that, that we got for the first time last year. They The whole Seawee team and the whole, like, management, the staff welcomed us just like we were – yeah, part of the family, part of the part of the event, um, and they've treated us that way ever since. And so it's it's an opportunity uh, that we definitely don't want to squander and make sure we put yeah, our best foot forward. Super uh, appreciative, however that we're doing it. So 
if you're listening, thank you for the opportunity, and we will uh, do everything we can to make sure we don't disappoint. And if you guys are coming or planning to come to Seawee, if you've never been, you need to plan on coming mm-hmm. and uh, stop by and see us for sure. Let's go through some of these events that you wrote on. You yeah. got the, on the 15th, this is February, by the way. Yep. The Charleston Safari Club Annual Gala. So we spoke with those guys last year. They do a pretty... Uh, now, I did, one thing I didn't write for any of these are the times, location, or the price. Some mm-hmm. of the tickets for these are pretty hefty, but they generally include several course meals. Um, if not, it's it's a huge all-you-can-eat type thing, sometimes open bar. I think the majority of them music, would be a tax write-off as raffles, well. Raffles, right. A lot of it's a, a considered a uh, charitable, charitable donation. Yeah. So, yeah, on the 15th, uh, the Charleston Safari Club annual gala. The 17th has two big events, the South Carolina Waterfowl Association Annual Sportsman's Ball, and then the, this one's a fun one, I see it every year, it's the mm-hmm. Ducks Unlimited Oyster Roast and Low Country That's Cookout. the one to go to. I think I'm going to try and go to that this year. Yeah. Um, the next day, the 18th, there are several. So in the morning, there's a uh, the Birds of Feather Ladies Benefit Lunch uh, this year. Uh, this is this is kind of a brunch get or lunch get together, um, kind of for the ladies. Everybody kind of gets dressed to the nines or big hats and uh, you know, the Southern Belle type thing. But this year, the Sorry. the group that they're they're the money is going to is a an organization that is uh, helping with bee conservation. Mm-hmm. Um, so helping protect those important uh, pollinators that are our crops and wildlife needs. There's also cocktails and conservation with Garden and Gun. That's actually both the 18th and the 19th. Um, and then, again, the South Carolina Waterfowl Association on the 18th has another event, the Duck Shuck Oyster Roast. And then the one we went to last year, right, was yep. the, the Low Country Social, and that was pretty fun. That's at Brittlebank Park. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, definitely, that's one to, to attend for sure. It's, it's fun. The food's good, the live music, and it's sort of a uh, – if you, if you attend as an, as an attendee, you'll have a great time, but you're also everybody that hangs out and, and is a vendor or working at Brittle Pink Park that mm-hmm. weekend, which if you don't know, in terms of like all the spots at Seawee, Brittle Bank is kind of the party spot. Yeah. Like it's like the normal folk. There's great vendors there. There's black tie events all weekend. This is like, yeah, and this is what, like boots and jeans. When we said like it takes over the whole city and it, there's something for everyone. There's something for kids mm-hmm. and families to do during the day. But in the evenings, there are tuxedo and black tie events for art and things throughout the throughout the evening. There's balls and galas. Brutal Bank Park. It, it's if, a bonfire. It, yeah. If you've got more <laughs> than jeans, boots, and a, and a jacket on, you're yep. overdressed. Yep. And uh yeah, you know, vendors have bonfires and, and fires out front. Um, and so for that event, most of the vendors just kind of hang out and stick around once the gates close, mm-hmm. and it's just sort of a party. Um, it was a good time. So after that is the, uh, on the 19th, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, is uh, cocktails and conservation again with Garden and Gun. So those are just a few of, of the events. I know that there are several others. There's all kinds of events throughout the day and throughout the week to go check out. So if you go to seaweed.com, there's just S-E-W-E.com. Uh, you can find all those lists. You can buy tickets and all that fun stuff. They're also f- doing this Jack Daniels raffle. It's $100 for, per ticket. They're only selling 500 tickets. You get an entire barrel of Jack Daniels single barrel. <sighs> That's sick. And a private class with the Master Distiller. So it's a... Nice. So they donated that, and um, we're going to start pushing that here soon. See if we can get those tickets sold before before the event. Mm-hmm. And if you can't pick it up or there's some kind of legalese issue, you might know a couple guys in Charleston that could get it for you. Just saying. Just saying. Um, but, yeah. And then also something fun we're doing on the 16th, the Thursday before or the Thursday of Seawee, 
that evening we're going to a private event. We've been asked multiple times already uh, just by that one story post that I was doing a collab <laughs> with them. We've been asked to get tickets, but no, this is a very small event, only 10 people, and it's already it's private event, so nobody can go. But it's a uh, collaboration with Bearcat. So George I met at Our Kitchen. You know, uh, I love yeah, yeah, Our yeah. Kitchen. Yeah. And so George came in there with some wild stuff, just like things you would never even think about. And one of them was that one of his desserts it had like this top. It was like a fish bowl looking thing. Was mm-hmm. looked like a. Uh, it looked like an environment inside of it, and it was all edible. Like a ecosystem. Yeah, and it had a chocolate like wafer on top, and then he poured more chocolate, and it melted, and, and it, smoke came out of it. And it was. It was. So we're doing that. That's going to be one of the courses. Dope. Um, for this dinner that we're doing, but. Um, he's opening his own restaurant finally called Bearcat, and if you're familiar with Charleston area, it's where Aldi Law used to be, and uh, went there Tuesday evening, and we just tasted some whiskey and, and you know ran some thoughts. But the place is coming together really well. It's like a minimalist approach. He's got deer skulls in there and moss walls. And is uh, is this really the, cool. is this the guy that we met when we went for our dinner after Seawee? Same guy, the one that likes to do fire over the fire cooking yeah, and stuff. Awesome, the same guy. Yep. Sweet, very cool. So we're excited about that. I went there and we just tried some stuff and talked to his uh, wine psalm, and he's going to teach me wine, and I'm going to teach him bourbon. That's cool. So I'm excited for that opportunity. One thing he taught me that I, he was like a lot of people don't know is uh, wine bottles. If it has a metal screw top, that means it, it's it's ready to be drank now. Yeah. So it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's cheap. It just means that you're not supposed it's to age this. Ready you're to supposed drink, to drink it. it. Yeah. Gotcha. And it kind of changed my perspective because now there's a lot of times I'll look at wine and be like, I'm not buying that. It's a metal screw top. Tink, tink, tink. Yeah, not for me. It's not, uh, it's not, the, not case. the case. I did not know that. I didn't either. I will no longer. Because it's it's true, though, because there I've seen bottles of wine that are $20 plus. Dollars. Yeah. It's got a screw top, and I'm like, what is that? Yeah, I'm not going to get robbed here. Right, yeah, not me. <laughs> no way. No way. But, yeah, we did that. We did some tastings, and some of the stuff, man, he just he is so creative when it comes to culinary you know, stuff. I mean, we know we're fortunate to know a lot of great chefs, but he, yeah. he just, does, he has like a mind. He's like a visionary. He can look at, he can take, he tasted some of the whiskeys and he's like, dude, have you ever had Szechuan peppercorns with some kind of Australian truffle? That's not as strong as a normal truffle. And he's like, we don't, we basically shave it over top of it as a top. Like he's just going on and on and on. And I'm like, all of this sounds amazing. So the event's going to be really cool. I'm very excited for that. Sounds awesome. But yes, another collaboration we're working for. If, you, if you're in the Charleston area and you know somebody who wants to do some kind of a whiskey collaboration, we love doing it. Whether it's a just a, a class, uh, whether it's some sort of pairing with a particular type of food or desserts, or um, I think that would be fun doing a, a bourbon and dessert pairing with like one of these dessert spots that do cookies or cupcakes or whatever. Like, I think yeah. that'd be fun. Um, the only thing caveat to that, since we've never had this problem before until recently. But we don't do um, distillery sales pitches. So if you're if you're trying to push a certain distillery and want us to duplicate that experience, that's that's not our forte. Yeah, no, we um, we do our own thing. We teach kind of a history lesson, moreover. And, and we come in with a very um... boat trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over one hundred thousand boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Third-party perspective, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not here. We're not, we're not going to show up and um, 
you know, kiss ass of any one particular yeah. whiskey or, or distillery. If yeah. we like it, we like it. If we don't, we'll let you know. But that's just our opinion. Yeah. And, and, and you may like it, and that's great. And we can still sit and, and talk teach, and have a good time. We want to look at it as the appreciation of all spirits, yeah. not, not just one brand. So for us to sit down and, and only do one brand, that's kind of off, off color. Yeah. Can you say that anymore? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll bleep it out. I don't know. I don't even know what that means, to be honest with you. I don't either. I'm sure there's some, I'm sure somebody will let us know. It's 2023, buddy. Yeah. Somebody will let you know if you're out of line. Somebody asked me the other day, they were like, how careful do you have to be? I was like, what are you saying? Like, you saying that I'm, like, sketchy and I say the wrong things? And he was like, yeah. Here's here's <laughs> how here's how careful he has to be. Um, we don't do it live. I have a, I have a, a five-point list of affirmations that I make him read out loud. I will not say, no, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before every podcast, we have to do an exercise. Nothing I ever say is out of malice, you know? It's just, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm no. not into woke culture, so I don't, I don't know what's upsetting. I'm like an old man in that aspect. Matt also has developed very thick skin. He, he always has. And so what's offensive to the masses. Yeah. It just doesn't register on, on his radar. So sometimes it. he says stuff and I got, I got to give him the, the eyebrow like, eh. So you and the wife are the ones that keep me in line. <laughs> and so I told her, I was like, because I've recently, well, I don't want to make it seem more broad than it is, but like not being responded to drives me up the fucking wall. And so if I text somebody something and they don't respond, I told her, I was like, I'm just done. I'll never talk. I'll just not going to talk to them anymore. If they, if, I'm, if they don't have anything nice, if they can't say, if they can't even address that I asked them a question, then, then they're done. And I'm like, I'll just delete their phone number. And she's like, just calm down. But that's really the only thing that upsets me. But I wonder if I piss them off somehow. No, I feel like I feel like that's partially uh, directed at me. No, it's not. Okay, because I there, know that you're busy. There's a, here's a couple times it where it does it, piss me off when you go a couple of days without responding. So there, that's a fine. It's fine. So there, there, there's been a couple I've never times, said anything to especially you. recently, yeah. where I picked up and got a text. I was like, oh, Matt texted me, and I, and I realized that you've texted me like yeah. the day before also, and I was like, oh shit, well, I feel like a dick, but not worried about it. It's I'm uh, talking about people that don't respond at all. Yeah, no. Like no. eventually you get back to me and you'll answer whatever I said. Yeah, yeah. And I've gotten better at drunk texting. I try not to do it anymore. <laughs> uh, I haven't woke up to a rant in a while. I used to wake up to like, it, it would either be like 15 rapid fire. Yeah. Da, 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 or it would be a long, like thought out thought, Dude. if that makes any sense, rant. Dude, it's like I drink a little bit with everybody. Sure. And then everybody gets drunk first. And then everybody goes to bed. Or it's just me and the wife, whatever. And I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and then just something will, and I'm like, God, I got to tell somebody this. And I, I envision, every time I do, I envision a texting version of Peter Griffin's, you know what grinds my gears? Yeah. And it's 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 Matt just going to town on the phone. What's like this? This is, this is these are, oh, oh wow, I deleted a bunch. That's a fun, I don't even know I did that. That was full. Like, <laughs> oh, lots of thoughts in That's there. really funny. Yeah. Also, my funeral is going to be sick because uh, people, a turn. people write down things I say. Yeah. Like Tyler specifically. And uh, he's like, it's going to piss everyone off when I get up there and read them. But Not me. I was like, no, there would be plenty of people that will find it hilarious. Is this is this going to be before or after I have to read? Um, you should probably go first just to set the, set the expectation. Tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, I wish I could see it. Do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Yeah. Oh, man, I have. Do you think I'll be able to watch it? I think I have to. I think I have to have faith. That that's that that's true. Otherwise, what's it what's 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 it worth? There's been a couple times in my life where I've been like, I didn't just see that, <laughs> but it happened this morning. 
Oh yeah. I was driving to the hunt club and, uh, Jeff was following me. He probably saw me do it, but I swerved. There was somebody on the road and I, it was a person weird. And I swerved and because I thought I was going to hit him. And then I don't know, 10 feet before I would have hit him. Not there. Weird. And I'm like, all right. But that's the first time I've ever been like pretty convinced I saw something. <laughs> but then I think about salsa, how he just like just sees shit. I'm like, maybe there's sure. just something wrong with my eyes, and every once in a while a shadow will trick me. But there's been times, but there's also been times that I've wanted to feel something. Yeah. And I think it's just nerves. Sure. And it's, I don't think I'm feeling but I think I believe that there's like a like a collective. I don't know if I believe in like evil ghosts, but I think it's I think it's possible. I mean you can't I think it's kill energy, the, right? I can't uh I can't prove it, but I can't disprove it either that mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know there's not some way because we only access like a, a tiny bit of the the power of our brain. Yeah. That maybe there's some way to to interact and see with some other realm or dimension in the world, who knows, man. Was it here that we were talking about how animals experience time differently? No, but I'm I'm somewhat familiar with that. Like the fact that if you leave for a a whole day of work and come back or you just go outside to take the trash out and come back. I've been told that your dog doesn't know the difference. Dogs. Yeah. Dogs. And that's what they always, dogs can't tell time, but, uh, but it's like you live life, experience life differently. So the, it's not like they don't exactly know how, but mm-hmm. if you say we live a hundred years, so to us, a hundred years is a hundred years. We know right. what a hundred, we know what a 24 hour day feels like yeah. for a dog. They live just as long, but in 10 years. Sure. So for them, I see. The the time's different. Time goes by faster. Yeah, yeah. But they were talking about hummingbirds and how fast they like they're like, there's no way if they if they were actually that jittery and twitchy, there's no way they'd be able to function correctly. So that they think that it's actually they're in waste they're in normal time and space. The way they fly, their wings aren't beaten like crazy. They're really they just see differently. And so they're able to see things coming because to us we're moving really slow to them and they're like, Look at this thing, you know, and they'll Interesting. But they were talking about um, another kind of animal. Anyway, but they were talking about different dimensions. And, like, we, we experience them all here in yeah. one place. It's just we don't know how to look into it. We can't look through their eyes and look at it. But they – so, the oh, that's what it was. They were talking about deer. That's mm-hmm. the reason I, I keyed in. You know, it may have been Steve Rinella. Now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe. Was it was it on a podcast recently? Yeah, yeah. There's one the the one he did with Joe Rogan? It could be. I haven't finished that one yet, so I'll have to finish listening to he it. He was talking about he was in a he was in a blind or something. Mm-hmm. And this buck walked up and the buck heard a noise and the buck turned. And he was like, For twenty two minutes that buck didn't move a muscle. Yeah. But to him, he experienced his life a little faster. So like a human to stand still for twenty two minutes, probably not gonna happen without right. a lot of discipline. He's he but to this buck, a, a, it may have been forty five seconds to him. Yeah. Yeah. It may not have been because time is moving faster for him. Got it. I see. That was what the uh, explanation was. Hey, look at that. We made, a, we made a whitetail point. Yeah. But, yeah, so there's different dimensions here on, the, on this planet. There's things that experience life differently than we do, and they see differently than we do. Yeah. They see things we don't see. Like insects see infrared light that they can follow mm-hmm. to a trail to wherever. Like they know yeah, where yeah, stuff yeah. is. Stuff that we can't see. So I don't know much about the time. I did just finish watching a series on – National Geographic or the Discovery Channel, and it's all about the way other animals and insects see the world. Mm-hmm. So they use a special camera that has the ability to mimic what animals and insects that we've been able to study and how their eyes work and, mm-hmm. and you know, the makeup of their eyes and basically how they see things. And the camera has the ability to 
capture the world around us yeah. and put it on a screen how that animal sees it. Do you know how they do it? I don't. So we, we see in a in Roy G. Biv, red, orange, mm-hmm. yellow, green, blue, violet. Right. So infrared is everything we can't see before red. And yeah. ultraviolet is everything we can't see after violet. Right. So they just change the camera filters to make it see infrared or ultraviolet. Gotcha. And then they start noticing these weird things that pop up and they watch insects with these cameras and they're like, oh, they're following this little. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was, it was weird to, to see th- things that we don't see, we can't see with our naked eye. Yeah. That insects and animals see vividly and it, it, it's what um, influences the way they behave and they mm-hmm. act and, and, and how they, you know, navigate the world around them. It's pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. Nature's cool. Nature, man. The great outdoors. Indeed. Um, so deer season is wrapping up. Well, it's wrapped up for us pretty it's much. A couple of folks I know have a couple, couple weeks left. Uh, we talked to the guys down at uh, triple drop ranch. I know they, hunt with special permits i think into february in some places yeah Um, lucky yeah so but this you know there there are a number of things you can do right to to fill the time between the next season and i'm talking about things outside of just your regular old uh you know shed hunting and and turkey hunting and prepping stands for next year um what before we get into some of the things that i i saw people recommending or talking about how do you, what do you intend to do? What would you like to do more of between now and the next year season? I have a list because I didn't do shit last year. <laughs> um, for sure, I want to scout the closest national forest for sure. Yeah. For multiple reasons. Um, I don't really, I'm lucky and I don't need a, a ton of time on my bow. I could just, I'm, Pretty good. Just, I guess it's just natural. <laughs> I'm just naturally really good at not really good, but I'm good enough to kill something. But I think I want to spend more time scouting in the national forest because I would love to find a spot that's just me and I, you can't do anything, so it's all luck. So I got to actually go out and look for, mm-hmm. but bring the camera and make it fun. Try to find my tail to take pictures of, not for any reason other than now I know where these things are. Right. I am going to buy a cell phone camera, maybe two, and put them wherever I end up hunting this year. Okay. Um, Outside of that, I don't have a ton of plans. It's it's hard for me to get. It's just we're so busy. Yeah, and it's so have, hot. I don't have set plans either. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is hot, man. It, it gets hot quick. I'd like to look for property somewhere. Like, there's no way she's going anywhere colder. <laughs> so it's gonna be yeah, coastal is my guess. But it'd be cool to have a piece of property that not very big, just big enough that you know you can put a house on and a. 200 yard or 100 yard range and sure. a food plot at the bottom of it. Yeah. That would be the easy way to do it. I would also like to finish the deer steward stuff. Yeah. That's so I, I put it on hold because, um, in the middle of trying to rush to get it finished, uh, they put announcements out that they're actually, they're doing another one, yeah. redoing it with yeah. new, new content and stuff. And so that's, I'd rather do that one anyway. I think it releases in February. Um, and, and it's my intent to, uh, to get to Wish register for that and get it knocked it. out. We could find, figure out where they are and, and do it. There's I'd much rather go us. to it than do it online. It's so hard for me to sit at a computer when I'm yeah, no, sitting I, at a computer all day. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Let's look into it. See see what it, uh, even if we got to push it off until the latter half of the year whenever we yeah. don't have other things over our head. It's a write-off. It's a write-off. Um, I, I, I want to fish more, man. I got away from fishing I'm down. the last couple of years and... Um, 
I, I really want to fish more. I don't think I've been fishing since I sold the boat. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to do some more fishing, whether it's intercoastal, whether it's offshore, whether it's just going to, to, to the river or whatever. I just want to have a line in the water more. We have some uh, kayak fishermen that follow us. Yeah. That uh, I think we follow back as well. I'd that be down be to try cool, that out. Never yeah. done that before. It looks cool. They um, they can definitely get in some diff- some cool spots. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the worry of running aground is gone. Right. Um. They have like little, you know, uh, like power, like manual power pole deals. Right, right, right. That they could use to anchor them down, but it looks like it would be a lot easier to deal with. I just, I hate the thought of paddling around. Yeah. So the the nice fishing kayaks have like foot pedals. Yeah. You can like kind of see that. They're good pedal for the marsh. Yeah, that looks cool because they're just little paddles underneath. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'd also like to do some predator or hog hunting. Between now and and you know where we can hog hunt, I'd like to make that happen. Not just we've talked about it for a long time and not not made it happen. Let's load up Gavin and take him out there. I know where they are. Yeah, I want to do that. Um, That would be fun. I'm definitely down for that. Some of the stuff that was suggested by people um, during this off season time, things to fill your time with. uh, I thought it was actually a good suggestion, but join a shooting club or league like for archery. Get out and and. and do that or join a, a firearm shooting club. I know yeah. some guys in the last couple of years that joined uh, Gabe Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um, he he joined a, a, a shooting club and was going on, I forget what day of the week, and doing and competing just for fun. I mean, nothing, not yeah. super competitive, no expectations, just going to have a good time. Um, I would like to get into that. That's why I built this pistol because mm-hmm. I, I do intend on getting steel man sized targets, you know, like move three and yeah. learning the double taps. And I mean, it's not going to take long. My memory will come back, but learning that and then working on speed, we yeah, able yeah. to pull and do one shot in each, two shots in each, or one and one, two and one, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be a lot of fun because, like, I enjoyed it. Snipers unknown. I like the pistol stuff more. Not like the rifle stuff's cool, but it's and I know there's math, and I, and I'm not saying anything about the sniper thing. It's cool, but the pistol thing to me is very interesting. It's, fun. it's just cool that you could because I mean, real world application. To be able to holster, unholster a pistol and fire off sure. ten rounds, like a pistol, being efficient with a pistol and manipulation of that as a firearm is for most people. If it's not, if if, if marksmanship and long range shooting is not part of your job, right? Being efficient and comfortable with manipulating a, a pistol like that is much more um, useful for the average. No, person. for sure. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I, I I really like that gun that you've you've built. I'd like to do something similar. But, um, yeah, that was a good suggestion. Obviously, working on food plots and stuff on your property, if you have one, or scouting. Um, go to shows, man. Like, get out and go to shows. This is the time of year. 1999. I'm sorry. Jerry Mechaluk, you ever seen him? And set two yes, new I know that records. guy. Like, just All listen right, you to... Wanna, you want to film this one? Audience, uh, he did it. All right, you want to... You want right. Audience... He uh, did eight rounds on four targets in 1.06. Eight rounds on four... Eight rounds, four targets, one point zero six. That's wild. Sorry, I just I wanted to play that while we were talking about it. Yeah, no, yeah. Th- there's some crazy guys out there. Have you seen the uh, the the Western competition where they they, they shoot Western style? I've uh, seen the three gun where they like they put the shotguns and they have the uh, break open. It's a it's a quick draw contest. Is uh, what it is, and they're drawing from a Western like leather holster. Yeah. and these guys are like leaned way back, and they uh, just like. Yeah. And like they're firing as as that barrel is barely. Clearing. Oh yeah, I have seen that because they're like out and in before yeah, you even know super it. Super fast. Damn. Yeah, you, super and fast. I was like, when you think about gunslingers in the West, 
Like there were guys like that. Dude, that can you imagine growing <laughs> up like that, man? Like in I all think the movies when they're like pulling out and drawing, that never happened. I think about you know we talk about time periods to live in. Like that, assuming they're real. Time periods. Yeah, assuming history is real, we're not oh, in a simulation. We need to do this again. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to you. Anyways. Keep uh, believing it, sheep. <laughs> another good suggestion was going to shows, right? So this is show season. Yep. Uh, we just talked about seaweed, but there's ATA going on ATA right now. ATA's right Vegas. now, yeah. There's, um, what's it's that? It's in shot Indianapolis. Show. Oh, is it if it was in Vegas, I'd be there. Yeah, SHOT Show is coming again yeah. I come, you know, every year. A lot of these shows, are after a couple of years of COVID stuff, are just getting back to like yeah. full swing. So there's tons of good shows all over the country. Get out and see what's out there. See what new gears out there and support some small bit. This is where those shows are where a lot of small up and coming businesses get their start, um, mm-hmm. us included. So go go support some small businesses and um, you know find some new cool stuff. Meet some people. That's. I think I, we should I, shift our focus this year more. We say it all the time, but more towards the like the hunting side because if if I tell somebody we're going to be in Louisville doing bourbon stuff, I leave us on red or they'd be like, yeah, well, you know, maybe we'll see, we'll see what you're doing. This mm-hmm. But I hit up VPA and I was like, Hey, I'm just interested. I, how do I get into ATA? Because online it says you have to be a member. Yeah. And then I get a, I get a text from um, Chris, like almost immediately. Really? And he's like, dude, I just heard you're trying to come. He's like, I'll get you in. Really? Like it's, you know, it's like that, that, that world, like think about, Horny deer sense. I mean, like We've, all those people. I had that the hoodie on. We get along with them. I had the hoodie on, and I actually I meant um, I was like, man, if we were filming, this would be a good opportunity to give them a shout out. But yeah. horny deer sense. You know, we met them in Georgia at the Georgia Outdoor Blast. We hadn't even known those guys twenty four hours, and we were open invites to come hunt yep. in Georgia. And I mean, that's that's the outdoor community, and yeah. that's that's what's fun about it, and why even if we go to a show and maybe we don't meet our goals for sales. Yeah, um, we almost always come out of there well above our quota in terms yep. of networking and, and new, sure. new friends and, and people. Um, it's it's Where, just, which how many people do we meet at Burr on the Banks that want to that want to hang out and be our friends? Nobody that wants to be our friends. <laughs> Lots of people that want to do business and want our money for investments yeah. and other things. Yeah. But uh, the bourbon industry is very competitive. It is even within the community, mm-hmm. and I use my air quotes there. Like I don't think they know what a real community is. <laughs> I've been saying it forever. You it's have like, been, you've been harping on it for a while. It drives me nuts. It's like it's just, I want to do stuff with people. Want to like let's do a podcast together. And yeah. like the hunting people are like absolutely anytime, name it, I'll make it happen. Right. And then the whiskey people are like, yeah, or they just won't even respond at all. It's a um, it's it's like they're they want to protect their brand or something. It's like no, I need I yeah. need all the whiskey people to follow me. Right. We will continue really to stupid. we will continue to talk about bourbon and whiskey and and, yeah. and things because we we enjoy it and love it and it's it's um it's what it's the lubricant that kind of started this company, but. And we started this company before we even knew about how big the bourbon community was. True. Our, our idea initially was just to go to hunt clubs and yeah, and party. Yeah, be 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 the whiskey guys. Teach yeah. classes. Bring uh, you know, bring an experience of yep. of drinking and pairing good food and um, sort of cultivating and preserving that that camaraderie because yeah. it, it's it's I don't know with social media and everything that like people. The people thing is is gone away. Everybody wants to get to the hunt club and get some content and you know kill something that they can put on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see anybody posting about just sitting around hanging out and talking about how the wife and the family's doing after yeah. not seeing shit in the woods because that's 
I think that happens like, way more often yeah. than people want, you know, want to show because what you see on social media is is not the real world, folks. Well, that's what I, lo- I loved about tracking was they were like, we don't we don't care if the episode kills if we kill something in the episode or not. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because that's real. It's real, and it's um, I think there haven't been a lot of shows like that. Meat Eater, I think, is one of the first that really yeah. said this is what it is, and it, and it's and it's okay. It's such a genius name. Well, it is, and it's um, because and they finish every episode cooking something. Yeah. Even if, whether it's, uh, you know, some meat, uh, whether it's some heart and maybe some liver from an elk they just killed, or whether they bust out the mountain house because they didn't get shit, mm-hmm. and they cook a mountain house, you know, with a little grouse or something they got along the way. There's there's always some aspect of that. <laughs> Sound familiar? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's, it is a genius idea, but it's why I enjoy those kind of shows because they I can relate to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't relate to... Some of these shows where every episode it's two hundred plus inch bucks and killing yeah. giants, and I know people love to watch that. I do too. I love to see that and to see that that's a possibility. But I told Andy today, I was like, you know, I've never cared about a trophy deer. I just don't care. I want to eat it. I want to eat it, and I want to be involved in the community. Yeah, that, that's it. Here's the thing. Um, my heart races and beats just as hard. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, it might race a little more when I see a bunch Dude, of. If an- fawn an- walks out, I know I'm not going to kill, and I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's an animal. And, yeah. and the thing is, is like that excitement represents the fact that I've done it right so far. Yeah, like I got in, they they haven't picked up my scent or my location. Mm-hmm. Let's see how much further this goes, especially when I'm bow hunting. Mm-hmm. That one stand that I had for years, where the only shot it was so thick, they had to be within from the base of the tree within 20 yards, or I had no shot. Um, 15 to 10 was, was better. Like those deer, I killed several deer at that stand and I could see, like I could count eyelashes on those things. They were so close. There's just nothing, nothing better than that. I like your next one. Test new gear. That's something I didn't do with my cruiser saddle setup. Well, and I I wrote that down because, uh, two years ago I bought a new release and I was like, cool. I shot with it a few times. Mm -hmm. Got it. What I did anticipate was, you know, when you get adrenaline going, when you get, other variables, those things that you haven't practiced and tested and made part of your motor skills start to fall away. It's crazy how much you forget mm-hmm. in the in the heat of the moment. Yeah. That's like me smacking my arm with that <laughs> buck I shot. I mean, yeah. it hurt for months. Yeah. I mean, 80-pound string slamming you, and it hit me so <laughs> hard that it threw the arrow into the body of the bow and ripped one of the fl- fletchings off. Damn. Yeah. That's a hard hit. Yeah. And it still barely missed the buck. Yeah, but test new gear. The first time I t- climbed up in that uh, cruiser saddle was the first time I hunted with it. Really? Yeah. How much adjusting and moving around did you do that it took day? took me, I don't know, probably 15 minutes to get up there. Yeah. Which is a lot. How long does it take? Now that you've done it a few times, what's from the from the moment you get to the, let's say you don't have time to set, set anything up ahead of time. Like you arrive, National Forest, like you did some scouting. Five, six based, minutes. Really? Yeah. Five, six minutes, and you're set, ready to go. Yeah, walking in, setting my rock down, yeah. pulling everything off, strapping to a tree, five, six months. Nice. It's just, it's it's like once you figure out a groove, you know, it's anything. You do it You do it a few times, and, and you figure it out. Figure out your order. You figure out how yeah. you want to pack your stuff, yeah. customize your stuff, yeah. Like, I have one thing that I want to change about the climbing sticks, because they're yeah. kind of noisy going up if you're holding to and climbing. How much How much does does customizing and figuring all that, how much does that remind you about of your kit when you're in the military? It's 100%. Same, same thing. thing. It's just different. Yeah. Like, this is too noisy. This this isn't accessible Dude, had, enough. We used to run this the antenna <laughs> through the molly webbing uh-huh. on our backpacks. 
And I, I broke two antennas doing that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so now what? So they people will bend them, like fold them like, uh, like you would wrapping a rope around your arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that, and then you just Velcro it together. And so you move your pouch down a little bit so the antenna is not sticking straight up over your head. Right. Works perfect. And you, and you don't have to worry about undoing anything. You can literally take the pouch off and, and, and move on. You're not, you're not walking around with a yeah. giant shoot me first. Uh, well, I was, but not it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> it was something else. But the, uh, yeah, it's like that. Just knowing how to pack stuff so that you yeah. can get to it efficiently in the order you need to get to Prioritizing. it. Prioritizing. Because, like, the stuff that you need should be at the top, not right. the bottom. Right, right, right. It's simple things that most people don't think about until they're out there and they're like, shit, why don't I put that all the way in the bottom? Yeah. It's like you didn't think about it. Yep. It's, it's, um, it's quite, it changes with whatever discipline you're doing too, right? Mm-hmm. Because, um, if I'm backpacking and I pack a, a backpack for just camping and like overnight hiking, you pack a pack for that differently than you do. And in the, in the terms of the way you distribute your weight, um, versus carrying gear in right. for that, right? You're going to, you, the priority and the way you shift weights a lot different. So mm-hmm. test, 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 try things out. And then I love this last one. Yeah, so we, we thought we got in shape before we went on our elk hunt, only to realize that we had just kind of scratched the surface of where we probably should have been. But that was yeah. still fun nonetheless. But this this isn't just about your know, elk and sheep and chasing mules out west. Like a lot of people have heart attacks and shit, just dragging deer out of the woods each yeah. year, um, just making a long haul and, and trying to get a climber up a tree. As you get up there in age, man, you gotta you gotta let your nerves calm down before you start dragging anything, or you you'll pop that ticker. Pop it. Not a good thing. No. Um, but what's funny now is like now that I'm taking fitness ser- more seriously than I've ever taken it. Mm-hmm. Even in the army, I didn't. I, didn't, I was like, yeah, you know, you you have to do it. PT. So it's like whatever. What'd you say? So woo PT. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't like going and living in the gym. It was just PT and like in Afghanistan. We worked out a lot, but that's mainly boredom. Sure. But now that I'm like taking it serious and you know, lifting heavy and eating right and all that stuff. It's like you, you see gains pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, um, what, six weeks in of yeah. being serious about it. And, like, I have, like, bulges yeah, yeah. in places that. I'm not I'm not six weeks in yet. I'm a, a few weeks behind you. But, um, like, within the first couple of weeks, the, the benefits were, yeah, like, a better mood. Way better mood. Um, sleeping better. Yeah. Waking up earlier, not tired and groggy. That's uh, a lot of the. I blame the TRT for that. But. Well, but some of it's also just expending energy, I guess. Getting, yeah, expending energy, getting your, um, your sleep cycle and everything back, back in tune. You know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not drinking a lot in the evenings. Um, Have you noticed that you can look at somebody now and tell if they're on TRT or not? No. I've, I've figured it out. Because, oh, yeah? you know, I'm very open. I talk about it nonstop because it's truly changed my life. I mean, it's truly changed. Well, it's a lot of people are talking about. It. I saw an, ep, uh, an episode yesterday, and it was actually, um, you know, it was it was talking about depression in men, oh yeah, uh, particularly veterans. Yeah, and the the healthcare community in the VA just wants to throw a bottle of pills, and yep. you know, here's um, that's uh, yeah, and nothing changes no. ex- except for the shitty side effects of said antidepressant. Yeah, now you become a homeless veteran because the life addict. the lifestyle your lifestyle was shit. You know, yeah. not exercising or, and, but this isn't just veterans. This is across the board. In mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, uh, the increased access to pornography at a younger age, increased exposure to, um, 
endocrine disruptors and all kinds of other chemicals. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we mentioned this earlier. It's it's the the baseline testosterone level in men is has plummeted like yeah. twenty three or twenty five percent in the last thirty years. Well, I can see it now. If they're if they're older than me yeah. and they're in good shape, and their nipples are a little pointy, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hook, line, sinker. I yeah. got you. When I went and got this, I went and got a tattoo last Saturday. Yeah. And the guy walked in there. He had gray hair, and he was wearing a tank top. And you know that piece of skin between your arm and your chest? Yeah. That's like just a flat piece of skin. His right. was defined chest and bicep muscles. So as soon as I got in the chair, I looked over, and I saw he had a, uh, uh, you know, like a uh, leftover box, like a meal box or mm-hmm. whatever. And it was rice and chicken. And so I was like, what dosage are you on? And he was like, oh, bro, let me tell you about it. He's just going on and on and on. He's like, but he's been on it 10 years. Really? And he was giving me a ton of pointers. He was really? like, think about this, think about that. But he was talking about eating. He's like, mm-hmm. you've got to eat more. He's like, I, he's like, I spent forever <gasps> not eating more. And uh, and I was bag back here full of food. Well, I was like, I've been, I was like, I just, I have always thought like calorie deficit. He's like, you will be in a calorie deficit if you choose what you're eating, but you got to eat more. You yeah. Eat more shit with less calories. And so I was telling you, like, for instance, chicken and rice. I was like, dude, I, I've been eating brown chicken and rice and some kind of vegetable. He's like, fuck brown chicken. Eat white rice or brown rice. Eat white rice. Right. And I was like, well, I was always told white rice. He's like, no, white rice because you're hungry again and you can eat again sooner and there's no calories in it. He's yeah. like, what do you think? Yeah, he got the nutritional, the nutri- there's no nutritional difference between white and brown rice. Yeah, that's what he's basically saying. Yeah. He's like, the only difference is the, the bleaching and the whatever. But, right. Yeah. My my, I, I made that comment in front of uh, my aunt who you, you, I think you met, or we stayed at their house. You didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to meet them. Um, um, Scotty's wife, yeah. she owns a rice farm. She inherited a rice farm. She helped farm rice her oh, whole really? life as well as they, they, they rotate those rice crop, the fields that they flood, they rotate them between rice every year and, and crawfish. crawfish right. Um, I made, the, I made the mistake of, of making, I prefer brown rice. You know, I was on a yeah. health kick and I got a lecture and I have not had brown rice since <laughs> then. That was years ago. <laughs> it was years ago. It's actually nice because like on keto, mm-hmm. it was like, I got to eat, you know, fat and meat and meat and fat. Yeah. So I'd go to McDonald's and get a burger and throw the uh, bun away. Yep. But now it's like like that's that's bullshit eating. It's still not good for you, right? But now I can go to Panda Express and get chicken and bro- chicken and broccoli and white rice, and white rice, and it's the same thing that you would make at home. It's killer, yeah, yeah. I it's asked a great for, meal. I asked for some teriyaki sauce on the side, so it's not yeah, saturated. I don't want to do it to myself, so I quit like anything sweet. Oh yeah, this is the first. This this is Coke Zero. It's the first thing sweet that I've had in a while. Except I went full dark chocolate. Gross. Oof. Yeah, that's rough. But after four weeks of like, that's my night. I get a, you know, a chocolate bar, you know, like yeah. imagine a Hershey's bar. I will break off one row, sure. dip it in peanut butter and I'll eat it. And that's my, like, that's my little, little sweet. Good job, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, it took a couple of weeks, but now like I had it, I don't know, like three or four days ago, I sat down and I was like, and I ate it and I looked at her and I was like, we have achieved Reese's peanut butter. <laughs> it tastes like real chocolate. It's just I'm so used to what sweet chocolate we tastes like, but now that you get this bitter chocolate, your body just gets used to it. And, sure. it, and this 100 percent yeah. is uh, is uh, it's great. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important, man. I've uh, eating. I've not been eating enough either. That's why I got a bag full of food behind me. It seems so counterproductive. I've also like also the meals. Let me say this because this is another thing people told me forever. You got to eat more. You should eat more times in a day. But your body can't tell between four and six. So you don't need to go to six, but like three times a day. But you, it doesn't mean you eat three giant giant meals. It's like you just eat. Yep. Like you have a, a cup of rice 
or a quarter cup of rice and a yeah. quarter cup of chicken. You yep. know? So I'm trying something new. I've done the intermittent fasting thing for a long time to the yeah. point that I think my body adapted Same. to it. I'm getting off it. And so um, I'm going to continue to do it, but sporadically throughout the year and like two or three day fasts That's instead, what I'm of, do. instead of um, all the time. Yeah. Because what I noticed was that I, I wasn't getting hungry at all until sometimes after lunch. And I learned that that's actually, right. um, you're waking up and you know you got things to do and your body is dumping adrenaline or mm-hmm. cortisol or whatever. And that's that's actually um, not beneficial at all right. for, for weight loss or for any other kind of uh, health benefits. So I'm doing like the, it's, some people call it like the bullet diet. Um but basically, it's a bullet whiskey diet. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. No, but it's it, think of the shape of a bullet, right? The back yeah. end where the primer is 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 fat, and then it, it gets narrower. That's how my meals are. Like my breakfast this morning was thirteen hundred calories. Damn, I had. I'm still eggs, eating like fifteen hundred calories a day. Eggs. I had three eggs, a whole avocado, um, some bananas drizzled with a little bit of honey, and yeah. um, a protein shake to Dude, wash how, it down. How good is honey? Like when you quit or, eating orange, bullshit, orange blossom honey, bro. Let me tell I swear, you, I have it from Georgia. It's orange blossom honey from Georgia on top of plain yogurt, plain Greek yogurt. I tell you something else. I had money. I watched uh, the like that chef show where they do like they go to different restaurants or whatever. Yeah. So they, there's a pizza one. It's called like Pizza Chef Show. It's the one where they cook at his house. They cook the pizza at no, his no, house. No, no, this is like the best oh, pizzas in chef, the world. Chef table. Chef's, I think it it's is chef, still Chef's Table, but yeah, it's only okay, pizza. Okay. Anyways. Like there's a, there's like he was like the best pizza in the world is in Arizona. It's episode one. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, episode. That's the guy that like developed uh, Baker's Long and couldn't yes. cook pizza. Right. So yeah. he like opened. Yeah. And everybody, you're crazy. The best pizza is in New York or Italy or whatever. And then some food critic, he was like, he called me from the airport and he was like, you're right. The best pizza <laughs> in the world is in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, that guy learned how to make them in New York. We've talked about for a cheat meal flying to Phoenix to get one of these. Pizzas. No shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that'd be really fucking good. dope, man. You know I love wood fire pizza. It's always yeah. been yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember I used to eat it all the time in Maryland, but the um, hmm, what was I talking about? I don't know. I think people are interested in listening to this. Yeah, okay. they're learning. Learn away. If they're not, they you know hang up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fuck was I talking about? Uh, you were talking about meals and chefs and pizza. Yeah. Thoughts lost. Well, <laughs> there you go. Wherever I was going, we all missed out. That's the problem with getting on tangents is I just I forget what the whole point of it yeah, was. Yeah, and I'm bad about interrupting. Sorry. No, that wasn't you. It was me. I was already on a tangent when you interrupted. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, talk, I was talking about eating a, a huge meal oh, at, at and breakfast I was, and tapering and, smaller throughout the day. Drizzling honey. Oh, honey, yeah. So uh, this is not either of those things. Oh, okay. One of the restaurants they went to, they take soft serve ice cream, uh-huh. and they put olive oil on it, like drizzle olive oil, and then sea salt. On ice cream? Yeah, and I was like, ugh, but I own olive oil and sea salt, and I have ice cream. <laughs> so I went in there and got a couple scoops of ice cream, uh, the low-carb one or whatever, mm-hmm. the Briars or whatever it is, uh, just a real quick, like, squirt, squirt of olive oil, just a real quick of salt. Oh, my God. Really good. Really? Yeah. There's uh, something about the oil and the sea salt mixed with cream. It's, it's, it's just track. really good. It needs to be soft serve? No, I did regular. I mean, I'm sure it's better with soft serve, but sure. I don't have a soft serve ice cream. Oh, you don't? No, not in uh, the house. <laughs> should get one, man. It's game changer. Yeah, I'm trying to do better. 
I don't even know how old this ice cream was. I could tell you last time I had ice cream. And fucks on my teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to go get uh, Chris Charles is coming to town. I'm going to go hang out with him and get some dinner and Sweet. get a tattoo. It's Friday the 13th. Today is the day you get tattoos. Yeah, are you still meet, is, uh, are the ladies from the barbershop meeting you there still? They are. That's yep. cool. Did they tell you about that? Yeah, I got a haircut yesterday. And, oh, dude. And uh, yeah, she, she told me about it. She's like, yeah, I'm going to see him tomorrow. Yeah, nice. I was telling her about something. I told her to ask you about it, and I forget what we were talking about now. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't matter. Andy's coming, and... Uh, cool. Brandy's... Uh, you know, it's funny. That cigar night I went to, I walked in the door, and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, fucking familiar. I know this guy. Yeah. And so I sit down, and he's talking to me, and he's like, yeah, I'll help you pop it off. He's like, I know the owner of Swig and Swine. And he's like, I'll get I'll get him to put it out. He's like, what foundation? I'm like, no foundation, no money. No money involved at all, just just fellowship. He's like, yeah, I'll get, it. I'll get him to put it out, blah, blah. And so I knew I knew him from somewhere, and I was like, what do you do for a living? And he was like, I do um, uh, computer stuff for, like, local restaurants. And the guy that I thought it was him – does the same job. And I was like, no, because he would have remembered me. Sure. And, you know, I'm not really good at it. Then he left, and I saw his truck drive by, and it was Brandy's husband. I've met him like 15 times. Yeah. And every time, I can't remember <laughs> where I know him from. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's funny. Because we don't really talk. It's like he's getting a haircut, I'm getting a haircut. It's like, hey. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only seen him once. I've, I've only been in the barbershop once when he's been getting a haircut. Really? When Brandy was there, that's, that's the only time I've ever seen him. Come on Wednesdays. I think it was a Wednesday, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. when he comes in there. Cool, man. All right. Cool. Well, just because I haven't heard it in a while, I might play us out here. Do you have anything else to say? I got nothing Nothing else to say. Okay. Well, everybody have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bongholes, baby, everybody like bongholes. Bongholes, baby, everybody like bongholes. Brown liquid flows out of them. People want to put their mouths on one from now and then. Bongholes.